Good morning. Good to see you today. We want to welcome you uh, to church and welcome you home this morning. We are so glad you're here this morning. Uh, I want to welcome visitors today. Maybe there's some of you who are here visiting family from out of town or you're trying us out for the first time. We are so glad you're here. We'd also like to welcome our Hispanic ministry. They normally meet at 1130 in room 259, so we want to welcome them and want to welcome those who are listening online, maybe with the Memorial Day, there's some on vacation or, or some just listening, and want to w- welcome those that are out in the lobby watching on the TV screen, and welcome you guys in here. We are so glad you're here today. And this is Memorial Day weekend, and every year on Memorial Day we do one service because so many are out of town traveling and, and uh, just doing different things. We're excited today to be able to eat together and, and to also to have some activities outside. If you just came in today and didn't know about any of this, you're welcome to stick around with us afterwards. We're going to have a meal and, and also some fun together today. Hey, this is Memorial Day weekend, and obviously tomorrow is Memorial Day, and it got me thinking about, I wonder what the first Memorial Day was about and how this even got started. And some of you may know this, some of you may not, but the actual first Memorial Day was observed in 1868, and the idea, the concept, was to remember the sacrifices of those who died in the Civil War. And and as you read about it, it says that there's 20,000 Union and Confederate soldiers' graves that were decorated that day. And then in, uh, after World War I, the day has become a celebration of honor for all those who died in all America's wars. So today, if you had a family member who died um, fighting for our country, would you just stand really quickly? And at the same time, yep, let's go ahead and have you guys stand. And then also, if you are a veteran of our military or you're in active service, would you stand? Stay standing, those who stand. Those veterans, yeah. If you have a family member who's serving in our military currently, would you just stand really quickly? Do we have any family members? Let's give them a hand on behalf of their family. And so we want to say thank you and, and uh, for all that you do. And um, we also know, if you read about this, that in 1971, Memorial Day was declared a national holiday. And so at the same time that... Memorial Day was designed to remember those who lost their lives fighting for our country and to remember those who are in active duty as well as those who are veterans of the military. It also has become a national holiday where we not only remember veterans in our military, but we also remember loved ones that have gone on before us. And and many of you know of, or maybe you do, where we go and we decorate graves on Memorial Day or Memorial Day weekend. And so if you have lost someone, and maybe this is fresh for some of you, maybe it's been really recently, but if you are thinking of someone today that you've lost, a special someone, a family member, someone that that, uh, that you know that you care about, if you're thinking of them this weekend in honor of them, would you just stand really quickly? Moms or dads that... Someone, look at all these people. Let's give them a hand and their family members. So essentially, 
Memorial Day weekend, when you think about it, is a weekend to remember. It's, a, it's also a time to make memories. Uh, my wife's family, her side of the family, every Memorial Day, we get together with, with all of the cousins and second cousins and family members, and we gather together, and we talk about something silly that happened at one of the other Memorial Days, or we remember something that took place, and we remember that, or we make new memories that we can talk about. And not all of us necessarily, but a lot of us gather together to make memories and to remember. And that's what today's message is today, is about remembering. And even in the same way that we remember our military and we remember family members, even more important today, I want to just talk about Jesus today and remember what He did for us. Yesterday my wife said, what are you preaching on? I said, Jesus. I said, you know, I'm not going to really say anything that most people don't know. In fact, probably we, a lot of us have heard these things a million times, but we can never forget what Jesus did for us. Amen? In the same way that we, we try not to forget family members and we try not to forget what our military has done and continues to do fighting for our freedom, we can never forget what Jesus has done for us. Every time that we offer a cold drink, a cup of water in the name of Jesus... We remember what He's done. Every time we see someone demonstrate the fruits of the Spirit, we can remember what Jesus has done. Every time that we're tempted to hold a grudge and we forgive because the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we can be grateful and we can thank and remember what Jesus did that made it possible for us to forgive. Some of us have had some pretty tough stuff happen to us. Some of us have had some pretty hard trials. Maybe you're in the middle of a trial today. And so this morning, even though we're going to talk about some fundamental things about Jesus today, those trials that you deal with and that I deal with and that we deal with, those things that maybe even want to tear us down or, or put obstacles in our place, we can overcome them because of what Jesus has provided and done for us. So this morning we're going to spend a couple of minutes remembering, memorializing what Jesus has provided for every one of us. So this morning let's talk about that. What has Jesus done for us? And even more importantly, why do we need to remember this? At the Last Supper scene, we're going to take communion at the end of this service. It's going to be the, the kind of the last thing we're going to do today. But at Jesus, in the Last Supper scene, he breaks the bread and he says, this is my broken body. And he, he passes the drink and he says, this is my blood that was shed for you. And then he says something. And we actually have a communion table that, that we bring in here sometimes. And it says this. Do this, let's finish it together, in remembrance. In fact, when Jesus is saying this, he says, do this to remember me. He'd, they'd ate together a million times, but this time it was different. He says, do this in remembrance of me. And essentially what Jesus is saying is this. Remember what I did. Don't forget. Let's read that together. Remember. So what did Jesus do? He died for our sins. That's right. Jesus lived a sinless life. His whole purpose in life 
was to be the ultimate sacrifice for our sins, to die on our our behalf, to be a spotless lamb that was able to pay the debt that we couldn't pay. Jesus had spent 33 years on earth and and was filled with the Holy Spirit and, and didn't sin and lived a sinless life and he trained disciples for three plus years and and he was just a walking testimony and it was getting closer to time for jesus to to do what he was called to do and he's standing before Pilate with all these people together around them and Pilate orders him to be flogged and then crucified there were tens of thousands of crucifixions that happened every year as I read preparing for this. If you were caught stealing or if you broke a law, you would you could be sentenced to be crucified. and You would have to carry your cross and be nailed to a cross. And a lot of times prior to the crucifixion, you would be flogged. Crucifixion, being, you know, crucifixion was not just a Jesus thing. It was a, a terms of execution. It was the gas chamber. It was the hanging. It was the lethal injection. And so in John chapter 19, we see Pilate having Jesus flogged with a lead-tipped whip. In other words, the freedoms that we have in Christ are not free. Jesus did something for us. He took our whipping And so tradition says that when you were flogged, you were placed over some type of a of a stool or a wood. They wouldn't have had a stool probably like this, but some type of a tree stump or something that was, you know, waist high and they would drape over it. And they would take not a not a a docker's belt from J.C. Penney's. I didn't have a cat of nine tails. But they would take a a whip. And a lot of times it would have shards of glass embedded in it. In fact, you could Google and read all about the the instrument that, that was used to whip Jesus. But traditionally, if a person was flogged, they were flogged 39 times. One. Two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Jesus, for you and for me, so that we can forgive. Nine, ten, so that we can move past being abused. Eleven, twelve. I'm not being dramatic. This is what happened. Thirteen. Fourteen. I'm sure they hit a lot harder and drew it out a lot more. Where am I at? Fourteen? Fifteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Eighteen. When we read flogged, we don't think about it, do we? Nineteen. Twenty. By this time, maybe the soldiers wore out because he's hitting it a lot harder than I am. 21. 22. 23. 24. 
27. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. How can Christ live in me? Jesus took our punishment. 27, right? 28. 29. 30. 31. By his stripes we are healed. 32. 33. 34. 35, 36, 37, 38, last one, 39, 39, I got spankings as a kid, not like that, so when we take communion, when we remember, when we read scriptures, and we see that Jesus was flogged, it was a minimum of 39 lashes. Most of the time when someone was flogged, the flogging a lot of times would kill a person. But they would obviously be in a weakened state. We also see, and if you read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see that there was a, a crown of thorns like on this cross. There was a crown of thorns that was placed on his head. In fact, Scripture says that they, they weaved him together and they put it on his head. And we have these thorn bushes that are, well, these rose, I call them thorn bushes. These rose bushes, okay? Whitney sees the roses, I see the thorns because I've got a mow around them and just reaching in we, we've got a hose where our water spigot comes out and there's a rose bush that's kind of growing over towards the spigot and every time I reach in there to turn the hose on I'm, I'm always trying to be careful not to cut my arm because these roses you know these thorns are sharp imagine like a like a a wreath or a, a hat or something that's made of thorns are we remembering today? Right? We remember our military and what they did for us. Remember that, that mama worked two jobs so you could have, you know, we remember those things on this weekend. Jesus, they, they put a crown of thorns on his head. They were, that was his crown. You know, a, a king wears a crown and they were mocking him. And then we see Jesus Asked to carry this cross. Now, this is post-flogging. We're just remembering today. We're remembering. This was post-flogging. This man has just experienced a minimum of 39 lashes. And they're asking him, traditionally, people had to carry their cross. A cross weighed about 300 pounds. But typically... People who were crucified, they just carried the cross beam. They didn't carry the whole cross. So the guesstimation was is that that cross beam weighed about 100 pounds. Now, I'm a big person. 100 pounds is pretty heavy. I carry bags of concrete that weigh about 50 pounds. and 
I've carried bags of mulch more than I care to count for my wife. And those get waterlogged sometimes from the rain and they can get pretty heavy. But I don't know if I could carry it after I'd been beat. But he begins to carry this cross, this cross beam, to this place of Golgotha. And we see in, in the Gospels that Simon from Cyrene ends up having to help him carry it, probably because of how beaten and how bloody he was. And they would, these, these people that were, you know, crucified, much like Jesus was, they would carry this cross beam over to, to where he was going to be crucified. And you have this, you have the post that's in the ground that the cross is going on. And they would lay the, the prisoner down on the ground with the cross beam. And once they'd put the nails in, they'd, they'd hoist him up in the air with pulleys and, and different kinds of material as I was studying this. And they would find a way with rope and different things. They'd get him up in the air and then they'd nail his his feet. So he carries this 100 pound cross after being beat 39 times. This was the tradition when you were executed, but the problem was is that he wasn't guilty. It was our punishment. In fact, Scripture says, he personally carried our sins in his body on the cross so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right. Let's finish it together. By. So while he's laying on the ground with the cross beam, they stretch his hands out. In the Passion of the Christ, you see they actually dislocated his his arm, his shoulder, to be able to find the hole. I don't know if that happened, but it's a possibility. Have you ever stapled your finger? Shut your finger in the door? Got a nail too close to your finger? It hurts. Placed his hand, his right hand. sure he's screaming the soldiers I'm sure were numb to it because they do so many you know it's my brother-in-law is a mortician and he said you kind of get used to death after a while because you're around it so much and it would make sense to me if you're doing crucifixions all the time when you're hearing these people scream it probably doesn't probably doesn't resonate the way that it would that they happen every day. The other hand. Not good with a hammer here. So then they hoist him up. Does anybody else have sensitive feet? I can't even walk on rocks barefoot. Some of you guys can run on rocks. My feet are extra sensitive. Put his feet together. Screaming. 
And then, again, we're remembering today. I can't, I can't, I can't get past my lying tongue. I can't get past my coarse joking. I can't get past my pornography. I, can't, I, I don't know how to be nice to my enemy. I mean, Jesus suffered so you could. Jesus suffered so you can overcome. Not just suffered, but prolonged agony. Why? We remember today, why would Jesus do this? Hanging on a cross for six hours. Because he loves us. And he desires a relationship with us. For some of us, that's easy to comprehend because you've had people in your life that have either taught you this or modeled you this or hopefully both. But for some of us, we have a story that's on some level not fun. And this is hard to understand that someone would love and lay their life down for us like that because no one's done that for us. Paul says, now most people would not be willing to die for an upright person. Though someone might perhaps be willing to die for a person who is, let's read it. But God, this is the whole message. This is the whole gospel. This is why we have church. This is why we get together. This is, this is it. All over the world, why people meet. But God showed his great love for us by sending Christ to die for us. Check this out. While we were still sinners. Say it with me. While On your worst day, on your worst day, the day that you wouldn't want anybody to see, the day you you fought telling anybody about, Christ died for you. He wants a relationship with us. He also died and suffered because he wants to change our citizenship. But we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our Savior. Sin separated us from God. And Jesus came to make a path, a point, a place for us to connect back with God. And change our citizenship from hell to heaven. Have you ever thought about heaven before? Some of you have if you've lost a loved one. Or maybe uh, you just think about it because you're getting older or someone's talked to you about it. But this is what the scripture says about heaven. No eye has seen. Let's read it together. No ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. He wants relationship. He wants to change our citizenship and he desires to be in partnership. As God's partners, Paul says, we beg you not to accept this marvelous gift of God's kindness or grace and then ignore it. 
Christ's ultimate sacrifice allows us relationship, citizenship, and partnership. We remember what Christ has done. His death, His suffering. Because it provides us relationship with Him. It changes our citizenship. And it gives us partnership in reaching others with the good news of Jesus Christ. Let's read it together. Christ's ultimate sacrifice allows relationship, citizenship, and partnership. When we receive salvation through Jesus Christ, we receive relationship, citizenship, and partnership. And these gifts of grace should lead us to worship Jesus. I don't know where I was. I hadn't heard it said like this before. And it's always stuck with me. I think I was in college. I might have been in a, in, a, in a chapel service. I went to a private school to become a pastor. I don't know if it was at a camp or something, but I heard this, this statement, and I'd never heard it explained like this before. It was years ago. And this speaker said that we're all born with a God-shaped hole. In our heart. And we can put a spouse in there. We can put kids in there. We can put drugs in there. We can put relationship after relationship. Boyfriend, girlfriends in there. We can put popularity in there. We can put success in there. We can put all the things that, that the world would say is good. And we can put all the things that, that would self-medicate us to not have to think about it. And all those things don't fill that void. Because it's a, it's a God-shaped hole that only He can fill. Have you ever felt that way? Like there's something missing in your life? Maybe even if you're a Christian today, maybe there's a part of you that isn't experiencing the abundant life that Jesus talked about. Not vacations and success, but the abundant joy that God gives you because of what He did. That joy, that abundance, that fulfillment, it only comes through Jesus Christ. So this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed, we're getting ready to go have some fun here in just a minute. But I would just ask you today. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? Have you accepted what he's done for you? And for those of you who do have a relationship, are you are you sharing with other people about what Christ has done for you? Not just with your words, but with your actions. When's the last time you, you remembered in detail what Christ has done for you? What do you need to tell God this morning before we take communion? Do you need to say thank you? We all need to say thank you. Do you need to have God crucify the sinful nature in your heart in the same way that Jesus was crucified literally? Is there something God's calling you to? 
before you eat, you wash your hands. And before we take communion today, do we need a spiritual washing today? If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, you can just simply pray today. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died, that you suffered, that you rose again. And I invite you to come into my heart and to save me today. Every head bowed and every eye closed. If you prayed that prayer, would you just slip your hand up real quick? Amen. Amen. If you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you've kind of taken for granted some of the freedoms that you have in Christ because of what he's done, tell him today. Tell him thank you. time we're going to remember the symbols today, what Christ has done for us. There in front of you, in your chair, if you haven't already seen it, there's some pockets that have some communion cups in them. If you're on the back row, they'd be underneath your chair. Every three or four chairs, there's another one. And if you got one of those, pass those out to the people sitting next to you. you don't have one, if we're out, slip your hand up. We'll get you one. Got one here. Garrett's standing up and walking around. Slip. Got one here, Garrett. We serve open communion, but we do ask that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ because you're identifying with Christ today. What a great day that you could begin a relationship with Jesus. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to sing a song together before we take communion. We're going to prepare our hearts. So I want you to hold on to your communion cups. Let's stand together and we're going to sing and prepare our hearts and then we're going to take communion together today. You may be seated. So today we remember Christ's mercy and His compassion, His grace, unmerited grace, undeserving grace. You have your cups ready on the night when Jesus was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it and then He broke it in pieces and said, this is my body, which is given. Everyone say given. Given for you. Do this to remember me. This time, may we remember Christ's body was broken 
for you and for me. Take and eat and remember Christ's body was broken for you. In the same way he took the cup of wine after supper, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Jesus said, with my blood. Do this to remember me as often as you drink it. Drink the cup today and remember that Christ's blood was shed for you. Lord, today we remember what you've done and we thank you. We give you praise today. Thank you, Lord, that you took our flogging, that you took our crown of thorns, that you took our cross, that you took our our place, Lord, and the nails were driven into your hand, that you endured our agony. So that we can live surrendered to you, to live with your power and your presence. In Jesus' name, all the people said, amen. Hey, just trying to think of a way to transition. I can't think of one, so I'm just going to share it with you today. We're going to have a lot of fun today. We have a, an event like this, the beginning of the summer. We have one in the middle of the summer. We have one at the end of the summer. So we want to tell you quickly about an event that's taking place. It's called Pitnaz at the Park, Friday, July 6th. And this event will be at Lincoln Park, and you'll be able to do inflatables, and we'll have all kinds of games and hot dogs. So real quick, let's take a look at that video. We're getting too big to meet all together in one location, unless it's like Memorial Day when people are out of town. So this, to kick off the fall... We're going to all gather together right before school starts, uh, and we rent it out, or right after school starts, we rent it out the Bicknell Center, and we're going to meet there uh, August 27th. Everybody say that with me. August 27th. Following that, we're going to have a big party out at Gorilla Village, and that'll be in the fall. So we want to make you aware of those two things. And then also, right now, I'm told, after the service, it says I'm supposed to pray for food. Make your way towards the gym when you reach the children's check-in desk. Take a left down the back hallway. Enter the gym through the first gym door on the right. Use the hand sanitizer and break into three lines. Okay, it's going to be real quick, and so nobody has to wait in line. You'll be able to grab your hot dog, get what you need, and move on. Our Hispanic ministry is cooking street tacos for us. Yeah, give them a hand. After getting your food, grab a drink from the drink table and then keep moving to the cookie room on the right side. Nobody likes sweets. Tacos are available after the cookies or you may continue to your seat. Outside today, we got snow cones, inflatables, face painting, gaga pit, actually a golf chipping contest, disc disc golf contest for adults, disc golf contest for kids. Let's stand together. We're going to bless the food and you can head that way. Lord Jesus, thank you today for what you did. Pray, Lord, that we would have a great day of fellowship. Bless the food. We love you. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you.
the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Have a great day.